0: Bem jogado por Simão, a passar por dois adversários, Simão, a tentar oferecer o golo a Fico, e o golo é golo! O gol Rui Costa vai, Rui Costa vai, acreditou, vai tirar para o golo, atira o golo! Golo! Fica.
1: Golo! Ponto. Golo! 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 Golo!
0: Golo! 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 Golo!
1: And welcome into the second episode of the Celeste Song Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. My name is Danny Pinto. I am your host for the show. If you are uh, joining us for the first time, uh, welcome, uh to the show. This is a show for us, the fans, to talk about uh, the greatest team in all the land and all the world, which is our beloved Celeste Song. If uh, you listen to episode one and and you are back for episode two, by by all means, thank you, thank you so much. Um, I I just cannot thank you enough. Uh, for all the support uh, that we've received uh, in our first week or so um, that we've been up and running um, on the on the Facebook page, uh, the Twitter and Instagram, uh, email, some text messages. You know, this is a a one man operation. I'm I'm handling all of the uh, the recording and uh, trying to get interviews and, and trying to come up with content. And uh, it's it's I've never done a one man show before, uh, and uh, this is uh, a very Huge passion, uh, for me—not uh, only this medium, but this team, as I mentioned in the in the last episode—and to get the kind of response uh, that we've that we've got initially so far, uh, it means the absolute world. And and I want to thank you guys so so much for uh, for supporting uh, supporting the show, supporting uh, another podcast endeavor uh, from yours truly. Uh, I, I've done a few of them, and uh, and this is one that I I um, just can't um, can't say enough about how much. Uh, I am uh, I am all in on this on this show. So thank you so much. Um, in a week, we've we've reached uh, quite a bit of uh, quite a bit of different areas in the world. If you if you believe that, we've reached out uh, throughout the uh, throughout a lot of the United States. Uh, we've reached out into Portugal, uh, Canada, Mexico, uh, even England. The show's been received in all those countries. So uh, if you're in any one of those countries, uh, thank you so much for the support. Uh, and keep spreading the word. Let's uh, let's hit every country in the world. I don't think that's a big goal. You know, it's just every country. It's not a big deal. So, but again, I just want to want to thank you guys so much for for all the positive feedback and the support thus far. Um, speaking of positive feedback, uh, as I mentioned in the opening in the opening episode, um, you know, not only do I want to you know give you my perspective, give you perspectives uh, from uh, from friends of mine from um, from California from from Canada, from, from wherever. Uh, I also want to get uh, some, uh, some response and some feedback from journalists who cover the team. And uh, I've reached out to a lot of journalists that cover this team uh, on social media. Uh, and, and they are, they are receptive to, uh, to coming on to the show. Um, they, uh, they enjoy having a, an outlet for this show. Uh, nothing confirmed yet. Uh, I'm still working on, on trying to get something either before, during, or after the World Cup um, but, uh, but positive feedback from those who cover the, the team, uh, gives me a good feeling of where this is going already. So, um, you know, it just, uh, it's, it's been a very positive week uh for for myself personally with the, with the show and again i can't thank you guys can't thank you guys enough so um on today's uh show uh episode two uh, we're gonna have my friend uh, jimmy eng uh on the episode uh jimmy's been around the game uh, his entire life he lives down in uh, southern california in the city of artesia which is a very heavily populated Ah, uh, Portuguese community full of uh, immigrants and uh, multi-generational Portuguese Americans, and artigia is actually coming off of their uh, their annual Fesh of the Ball Weekend, which always falls on uh, on Memorial Day uh, every uh, or Memorial Day weekend every year. And uh, Jimmy will give us uh, a little bit of a uh, of a description of what goes on there. But uh, but he's a um, he's a he's a guy whose whose opinion I, I respect a lot uh, on both uh, Celeste Song and club level when it comes to Portugal. So um, we will uh, we will definitely get uh, and pick his brain. Uh, in Episode 2 uh, coming up in just a bit. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll also get to uh, some of your reactions uh, following Portugal's 2-2 draw against Tunisia on Monday. That game took uh, took place in Braga. Uh, we have some, uh, some responses via Facebook and Twitter, so we'll get to those um, a little bit later on. But let's get to the game. Uh, let's get to the game that just happened on Monday, the first game of a three-game uh, friendly schedule. Prior to uh, ju- uh, June fifteenth uh, game against Spain to open up group play uh, for Portugal in Group B. Uh, in the last episode, I mentioned that Belgium was the only team of the three teams on the friendly tune-up tour uh, that will play Portugal in the World Cup. That's not uh, that's not true because Monday's opponent, Tunisia, is in Group G, uh, which is the same group as Belgium. So Algeria, the team that will be that. Uh, uh, Portugal will be playing later on uh, as the uh, the final game of their uh, of their friendly tour. Um, they will be the only team that is not playing in the 2018. 2018- Uh, World Cup. So uh, let's get to the game. Uh, The starting lineup was uh, Anthony Lopsch in goal. Pep and Ruben Diaz at center backs. Hikart Pereira at right back. Rafael Guerreiro on the left. William Carvalho and Adrian Silva in the center of the midfield with João Mario and Bernard Silva on the wings. And finally, Andres Silva played up top, supported by Hikart Quaresma, who, I mean, barring injury, and this is such a weird thing to say, but, you know, given his history, uh, barring injury, this is going to be Hikart Quaresma's first World Cup With Portugal, I mean, he's 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 had just such a long and strange trip that that it's been for him. Uh, He's such a talented player, but he's clearly had his uh, has his ups and downs, or had his ups and downs throughout his career with this the song, But uh, so happy that he's going to get an opportunity to finally, finally uh, make himself available um, and play in the World Cup for, for Portugal. Uh, Portugal was without four players. Uh, for the friendly Christian Ronaldo, obviously, two days earlier, he had won his fifth Champions League title overall, his fourth with Real Madrid. And it was actually Madrid's fourth in the last five years and 13th overall. That's the most in Europe. Uh, the other three absences were Rui Patrice, Gelsen Martins, and Bruno uh, Brun Fernandes. Uh, all three of those playing for Sporting, and they had just played the weekend before in the Taça de Portugal uh, in the final there. Uh, although uh, William Carvalho played and started uh, today, but or started on Monday, uh, those three were excused. Uh, they have since reported to the Ciudad de Futebol, their training grounds in Portugal on Tuesday. Uh, as of this recording on Wednesday, uh, Ronaldo has still yet to report. Probably won't play against Belgium, uh, but uh, we'll see if he plays against Algeria. I, I, would, I would wrap him up in some in some bubble wrap and, and just unleash him against Spain if, if I had my druthers, but I am not uh, for non-sunch. So uh, on to those who have reported, and uh, and it would be in the 22nd minute where the last song would open up the scoring with Andres Silva scoring this header off a cross from Hikart Quaresma. Bernardo Silva, at pace. He's got support from Quaresma.
0: He finds him. There is the Besiktas man. lovely the lollipop. Quaresma, looking for Andres Silva! Finish
1: from the Milan man and an exceptional assist from the creator himself, Ricardo Caresma on the right hand side. That goal was Andres Silva's 12th international goal in just 21 appearances for Portugal. The goal was also a very historic goal for the Slesong, as it was the 1000th goal in the history of the federation. So, congratulations to Andres Silva on a historical, historical goal. On to goal 1,001 to double up the Portugal lead to 2-0. In the 34th minute, it was João Mariu with this rocket. Bernardo Silva with the corner. It'll fall for João Mario.
0: What a strike! A bullet that was absolutely unstoppable from João Mario. A hammer from the man playing at
1: West Ham. The goal was João Mariu's second international goal for the song in 34 appearances. But unfortunately, the lead would be cut in half to 2-1 in the 39th minute as the Portuguese defense, who was overall, I would say, pretty solid in the first half, uh, they were caught overloaded on one side of the field. The ball quickly made its way to the other side, and Tunisia capitalized on the opportunity.
0: Tunisia with a big opportunity. The ball foils all the way through, and it's a hammer blow. What a goal! Great strike. It looked to go straight down the middle. But either way, it's Tunisia that are back in this game.
1: It's Naim Sliti with the hit. Portuguese back line seems to collapse here with the movement from the Tunisians. Sliti wide open on that left-hand side. It's Naguez that gets past Guerreiro and then Sliti with the pass. He's not the scorer. The, the shot qu- coming from number 24, Badri. Hits that hard and strong, hard and true. You know, as I as I mentioned uh, before the clip, I, I thought uh, the defense was was pretty solid overall in the first half, uh, with the exception of that goal. Uh, you could see that chemistry and fitness uh, perhaps are are still resolving itself uh, with this particular uh, group in the back. Uh, some of the outlets that I've read so far leading up to the World Cup. Um, have mentioned that Nansunche has been experimenting with these specific four players in the back a lot during training. Uh, we'll see what happens on uh, on on Saturday uh, with the Belgium game to see who is in the the starting lineup in the back four. Uh, but uh, but it's interesting to see that this was the group that uh, got the first call um, against against Tunisia. Again, I would say solid. Uh, I would say B B minus. Um, I would say B, a yeah, B. Uh, but it'll be interesting to see what happens this coming Saturday against Belgium. On to the second half now, as uh, Bernard Silva and João Mário, uh, they both get oh so close to putting this song up 3 1 in the 55th minute.
0: Now, a good chance for Portugal. It's Bernardo Silva onto that trusty left foot. Bernardo Silva still goes Silva. Still Silva. Oh, it's off the woodwork. Big chance. Still for, for Portugal. And Bernardo Silva on a
1: second attempt that one back
0: sublime technique and he just couldn't put it away this the post oh.
1: in the 63rd minute joseph font he came on uh, for pep and then in the 64th minute tunisia ties the match at two
0: anthony lopez organizes his defense tunisia look for an equalizer great delivery punched away by lopez back towards Malula, another fine delivery oh it's in the back of the net you
1: have level things, and yes, it will count. It's the substitute, Youssef, with the finish. Now, the way I set up that clip, you would think that I was blaming Youssef Font. I'm just merely reporting the sequence of events. You guys can make your decisions all you want. That is, you know, that's that's for you to decide. I'm just, again, 63rd minute, there was a substitution. 64th minute, there was a goal. That's it. That's all. And, and of course, that 2-2, that is how... Uh, the game would end. Um, Some observations from the game. I thought the offense played uh, very well in Ronaldo's absence. Particularly, I loved uh, how Joao Mario, Bernard Silva, uh, Andres Silva, and Quaresma uh, played. I thought they were the standouts on offense. Uh, The substitutions, uh, no one really did anything to impress me in their limited time. Uh, we had Mario Hui come in for Rafael Gahar, we had Manuel Fernandes in for Andri- uh, Adrian Silva, Jose Font, as I mentioned came in for Pep, Gonçalo Guedes came in for uh Bernard Silva, Cedric Soares uh, was substituted in uh, to the game for uh Ricardo Pereira and João Moutinho uh, came in came into the game in place of João Mario. Uh, Bruno Alves and uh, Bet were the only substitution or were the only subs I should say that were not used. So again, the subs didn't do a lot uh, again, I don't think they did anything too well or too or too badly. Uh, just didn't get much of an opportunity. And again, in a friendly, when there's so many substitutions, all cohesion goes out the window, and you're just honestly you're just trying to get by for the next 45 minutes and uh, make sure you're not picking up any injuries and see if there's any kind of chemistry that can develop with that second unit. Um, as for one of the starters, Hikart Guadesma, I know he's 34 years old. I know that he has had an inconsistent career. Um, both professionally and with the song but in my opinion, you have to find a way if you're from Nantes to have this guy play 90 minutes. I think he is, strangely enough, at 34 he might be peaking. Um, at least with the song uh, I just think there is a there is a very calm, cool, collected manner in which he's playing right now. And I think it would be a huge benefit to to Portugal if he can be on the field 90 minutes, um, or at least at least starting, just to get the the offense going. Because uh, I, I think I think he's just playing uh, dynamite football uh, at the moment. Um, I do have a little bit of a concern, and that's in the middle of the field, um, mainly with the central defense and the central and and, uh, and and the center backs. I would have played Bernard Silva in front of William, ideally. Uh, I, wouldn't, I would not have Adrian Silva start uh, in my ideal 11. Um, however, because William is the only true and um, experienced, I should say, uh, central defender, I think you have to kind of compensate for that with having a little bit of cushion and a little bit of support for him with Adrian Silva in the middle and then pushing Bernard Silva out to the wing. I think William is asked to do a lot less uh, with Adrian Silva. Um, involved in, in the starting lineup, and as a starter, um, obviously Bernard will 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 move up uh, up a little bit more uh, on on the offensive end, and you know there's a lot more to cover when the middle is open, and William is the only central defender back or the only center central midfielder back. So I think it makes sense with Adrian Silva uh, helping William out a little bit. I think it does alleviate a little bit of pressure uh, with Adrian and. William playing in the middle, I think it alleviates a little bit of pressure on the center backs, especially if it's going to be Pep and Ruben Dias as uh, as the starters. But I think the offense can suffer because I think you uh, it, it, with with that scenario, uh, one of these three players are not on the field with the starting eleven, and that is João Mario or Bernard Silva or Hikart Guerrejma. And I think having those three on the field to start a game puts your team in a much better situation to score goals and put a game away early than trying to grind out games. But for Nansant and his song they are not only the kings of Europe, they are also the kings of gutting out results. And I trust, I trust, U mister, but it does worry me a little bit in case William does pick up a yellow card, especially early on in group play. And obviously if uh, Portugal is, um, Is fortunate enough to get to the knockout stage. As for the game against Belgium on Saturday, what I would like to see is I would like to see extended looks at uh, some of the younger players. Gonçal Gedge, uh, Jelsen Martinge, uh, Mario Huy. I also would like to see Huy Patrice start. um, With everything going on with Sporting uh, the last month or so and his likely transfer, which as of this recording looks like he's going to be transferring to Napoli according to many, many reports, uh, getting him some action, getting him some positive action uh, versus a top team like Belgium. I think that could be a huge indication of where he is, uh, both uh, on and off the field, uh, in between, in between the ears. Because there's a lot going on with him, uh, career-wise. And let's face it, the end of the sporting season was not one uh, that was a very positive one, not only for him but for the club. Uh, in general, so um, that's something to, that I think uh, I think he needs to play the entire ninety and, and and see what comes of it. And of course, on on Saturday, uh, no injuries. We can't afford any injuries. We don't want any injuries. Um, so if we can get out of uh, out of Belgium and the game will be in Belgium. If we can get out of Belgium um, injury free, I think that's a win in itself. So um, that is my take on uh, on uh, on Monday's game. Uh, the 2-2 draw against uh, against Tunisia. Um, you guys did provide us, as I mentioned earlier in the show, you guys provided us with some uh, some feedback on uh, on social media following the match. And let me share some of those uh, those responses from you. Uh, this one uh, from uh, from our Facebook page, facebookcom pod This one from David Martinge from Derby, England. Uh, so thanks, uh, David, for uh, for listening and for subscribing and supporting the show from the get go. Uh, As usual, he says, having to make so many subs stops the flow, but I was happy with Ruben Diaz, a very solid debut, William, Mario, and Bernard and Adrian's link-up. Also, I thought Andre Silva held the line well. All in all, lots to work on, and if Tunisia is the best-ranked African side, we should do okay versus Morocco. Uh, Also from the Facebook page, uh, Mark Anthony Souza, he commented uh, on the game, I think it was decent, a discombobulated friendly due to all the subs. Could have had a few more goals early on. Uh, also from uh, our Facebook page, James Faria from Sacramento. He says uh, the first half was okay, but the defending needs work. Um, I would say the defending in the second half ha- left a lot to be desired. I thought the first half was uh, was was just okay as well. Like I said, a solid effort there. And finally, from our Twitter account, uh, last uh, episode's guest, Michael Teixeira, he chimed in. Uh, he said it was great to see Adrian, Andres Silva, and João Mario find their form. All three need to be at the top of their games for the Slessan to make a deep run. The defense remains a question mark. I believe the mister, that's for Nansantz, of course, uh, he will line up his best four defenders on Saturday, Cedric, Pep, Brunovs, and Rafael Gahed. The inexperience and lack of playing time together really stood out on Monday against Tunisia. I believe Hikard, uh, Hikard Preda and Ruben Dias will not start. On Saturday. So that is uh, a few of uh, your responses. We really appreciate you guys uh, connecting with us on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram, uh, Facebook.com slash on Pod, at on Pod on both Twitter and Instagram. And from the feedback from social media, we now go to our guest for episode two of the Slesson podcast, uh, a good friend of mine from Southern California by way of Artesia. Uh, he's going to break down uh, Tunisia, Belgium, and uh, all things Song with us for the next few minutes. Uh, my good friend Jimmy Enns joins us on the On podcast. Jimmy, what's up, buddy?
0: Mr. DPP, how's it going?
1: That's at Mr. DPP on Twitter. I appreciate that plug, bud. Uh, how's everything uh, with uh, the folks down in Artesia?
0: Everything's great, man. Changing diapers, counting down the uh, the school year, and getting ready for some soccer with the World Cup. So it's my wife's favorite time of the year, I'm sure.
1: <laughs> mine too. Mine too. And oh how uh, and oh how times have changed from uh, when we'd uh, see each other fetch of the ball a year after year. Uh, the diapers are now into the equation, aren't they?
0: Yeah, I, I actually middle of the summer, or a couple of weeks ago, actually caught myself instead of going uh, down to make a beer run. A friend of mine caught me to make. In a diaper run, and kind of just laughed in my face. But uh, yeah, <laughs> times are changing for the better, you know. Absolutely, phases, absolutely. But can't complain, man.
1: Good, good, man. And again, as as a wise man once told me, if you complain, no one listens. So I guess it's 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 best we, we move on with our lives. Um, for, well, before we get into the the information uh, that I want to get into with uh, with you about um the Tunisia game, the Belgium game. Um, being from Artesia, um, for, for folks who may not know. Um, every year, Memorial Day weekend, uh, Artesia puts on a, a Festa the Bala, um, a festival for uh, for, the, for the entire weekend, two days of soccer, music at night, uh, great food, uh, great drinks, uh, great uh, amizade, uh if you will. Um, being from Artesia, can you give those who, who don't know anything about the Festa de Bala, who are listening from folks on Canada and Mexico and in England and uh you know maybe even in the uh, back east in, in Massachusetts Rhode Island um give us a little bit of give us a little taste of uh, of what feast of the ball is like
0: Yeah the uh, the feast of balls or feast of the ball of we <laughs> as we knew growing up which is now turned into FDB uh um,
1: #FDB right ha-
0: yes, yes yeah absolutely or if you get a chance check out the FDB memes those are pretty good too <laughs> um how would i explain it you know how we have festas where you know for the whole week you're you're off all used to drag you to go or or the sounders village or the carry the end or go on the cord or all that kind of stuff should we all remember that Danny? sure absolutely yeah well it's nothing like that <laughs> um, you're basically looking like you're looking at the best parts of a f- Festa over um, four days, if you include, uh, if you don't include all the prior stuff. But all of like the fun part of a festa, minus you know the all the the pop and circumstance. So you have a uh, golf tournament on Friday, your sweka tournament uh, the prior weekend, going all the way up to um, that Memorial Day weekend of festa the Bala. You have a mahalina tournament, which is very popular with both uh, the men and the women. Um, and then Friday, like I said, you have the golf tournament, head on back after the golf tournament, head on back to our DS for a dinner grab a couple more drinks band at night that goes on. You have your sweat, finals right then and there, Saturday morning comes around. Everyone kind of gathers, uh, the Fliad Monka comes in with your eight, 10, sometimes 12 teams. You march on in with your, uh, your queens, uh, this year we had cheerleaders, um, little youth clinic participants, and you have two days uh, of soccer with a bullfight in the afternoon thrown in. Um, uh, semifinals, finals finals, dance on Saturday night, dance on Sunday night, and then continue on into Monday um, with uh, your volleyball tournament. There's little youth games in our uh, Brasso Doge. Um, it's just, like I said, it, it's all the good stuff minus the, uh, I shouldn't say good, all of the non-religious stuff, I guess, for those who you know may disagree or agree with, I'm not going to tap into that. No, not today. Uh, yeah, but you know where I'm headed with that. Oh, uh, sure. It, it's 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 um it's like all the frosting to a cake. We'll leave it at that.
1: Sounds pretty boring, man.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. Well, <laughs> from the times that you've been down, and we remember, it was definitely uh boring while we we're sleeping.
1: Sure. Yeah, nothing happened when the eyes were closed. And uh and maybe that's not even true too because while our eyes were closed, probably something else was going on while we weren't paying attention and but we survived it. We survived it and now yeah, we're and, and now and, we're here.
0: And now as parents, we just worry about what lies ahead in the Yes. Yeah. 15 years.
1: <laughs> Still the words so. right out of my mouth, man. Um Yep. So yeah, so again, it's every Memorial Day weekend. Uh if you it, believe me. I uh I haven't gone since I've become a father, but I've told uh, I've told my wife and hopefully, maybe even as soon as next year, I uh, would love to take uh, take my family uh, down to, to Feshtabala just because one, Artesia is great. Uh, I, I, to me, it's it's Portuguese New Zealand because there's everything for everybody. The, there's nothing there's nothing like going to the hall and being welcomed as 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 we are when uh, when we head down there. So, if you're in the area, if you plan on being in Southern California next year, 2020, whenever, uh, head down to Feshtabala. And if you're in Artesia at any point in the year. Uh, just call Jimmy personally, and he will give you a guided tour.
0: There we go, and I'll buy you a coffee. But uh, we'll, we'll stay with the coffee, and possibly, uh, possibly, maybe some Avega Verdi or some nineteen twenty. We'll, we'll see how that goes. Depending depends
1: Deal? on depends on how nice you are to Jimmy. That's yeah, that's it. Um, all right, buddy. To uh, to the football, as uh, as uh, another podcast likes to say. Um, let's start with Ronaldo. Um, simply because. One, he's coming off of the uh, of what seems like his 900th straight uh, Champions League final, his 889th straight Champions League win. But he obviously gets the the, the veterans' rest uh, of being away from the uh, uh, of being away from the team at the beginning of these uh, friendlies. With that said, tax evasion case is looming. Um, you know, there's there's rumors and and stuff that he's put out himself. The way he he's phrased things about is it his time is this time up within Real Madrid we've had distractions before leading up to leading up leading up to tournaments I believe we had distractions leading up to 2016 and we see how that that turned out for us what are your thoughts of the distractions this time around and do you think they will be distractions for the team overall
0: well, shoot! The first thing that comes to mind—I'm sure he's distracted, at having to change all those diapers as well, with all those kids flying around the house. That he's um, like—he's
1: just like us. We're just like Ronaldo.
0: Absolutely, and I'm sure he has no one there helping him or anything like that, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm sure. No, uh, you know what? He's going to be all right, man. He's probably had the most stress he's, he's ever had going into a World Cup. Um, as far as as we know, there's no funky knee injury going on like he had a couple years back, um, and he's played fewer games so if you remember you know about halfway through the year and for the few times that I actually saw I can remember Zidane pulled him out a couple times or held him out of a couple games which is smart given you know where he's at in his career um yeah you know the tax evasion stuff is there I actually saw today they're saying he tried to settle and it looks like the initial offer wasn't good enough but you know that goes on everywhere um uh, sounds like next week he might be uh, solidifying his contract with LAFC over here down the street. So that makes me pretty happy. Is
1: that breaking news?
0: Uh, yeah, yeah, breaking news. You are it okay. here, here first, actually. Yeah,
1: that'll be the lead. Um, that'll be the lead tweet after this show goes up on uh, on Thursday morning. That that Jimmy Ann's just saying breaking news: Ronaldo to LAFC. I mean, are, are, do you want to put a percentage on that, or, or do you want to leave it to uh, maybe uh, leave some I'll mystery? Tell you what.
0: Percentage is going to be slightly less than his percentage of uh, recent free kicks made. How's that?
1: That's too much math. I don't know.
0: Uh, you're looking at you know less than five percent, man. <laughs> okay. Less than five percent. So I you're saying there's a right chance for this? <laughs> yeah, it's uh, no. He he's gonna be all right, man. He he's at a stage in his career, and and you can tell just by the way he's changed this game. He stays in the box, you know, and with with what we got floating around him, that's perfectly fine. He's the you know the biggest, the strongest, the fastest, probably the best shape of all these guys in the World Cup. So I'll take it.
1: Absolutely. We're uh, we're talking with Jimmy Eng here on episode two of the on Podcast. I'm your host uh, Danny Pinto. Um, last uh, last episode I had uh, I had Michael Teixeira on. Uh, so we have completed the uh, the trifecta of Sporting, Port and Benfica already in uh, two episodes. So this is good. Um, but uh, we talked about the 23-man roster that Fernand Sunch had uh, has has an, had announced uh, the week prior. Um, what did you think of the uh, uh, of the roster when you initially uh, saw it, and then what do you think of it now, about a week and a half after it's been announced?
0: Oh shoot, my opinion hasn't changed much. To be honest with you, there's one thing there that I, I just can't seem to wrap my my mind around. We basically have we're stacked with midfielders, and then you have about six or seven guys that can play that same position um, if need be. You know, you're just in front of your trink. Uh, and then you have William Carvalho, who probably didn't have his best season, still a very important player. And you can tell, you know, you get the complaints sometimes that some people say he's slow or he looks slow. But his importance to that team right there, that fulcrum spot, is, is so important. And, you know, he's coming off a slight injury. And, and like I said, not his best season, but still pretty good. Um, so to in- exclude uh, Hubin Neves just baffles me. Um, Daniil, we all know, you know, he, he was done a while ago with that injury, but how you leave out Hubin Neves, I, I just can't seem to figure out. There's something weird there because the rest of those midfielders are all, for the most part, the same type of player. Your Joao Muting, your Manel Fernandes, your uh, it just it, I can't wrap, wrap my mind around it. Weird. Everyone else, for the most part, I can get. You know, your Smith didn't exactly have the best season. Cedric seems to kind of lock in that position for what Sanch likes. Rafael Garrido is kind of, you know, up in the air as well. But Mario Hui has uh, kind of gives me confidence. He's got a lot more legs than what Euzil had. So uh, we'll see how this goes. Other than that, I think I think we're in good hands. Kind of a weird mix, especially with the center back spot. Um, but at the moment, it's it's what uh, Sanch is comfortable with and. We saw, and I know we'll tap into it here in a couple seconds, but we saw that, uh, you know, chemistry is very important. I and mean, with three, four weeks preparation for a World Cup, I think we're going to be all right. Yeah, you know, I would probably like to have seen maybe one younger center back in there, you know, a, a Paul Veda or a Ruben Vez. But, you know, obviously he sees these guys a lot more than we do. So we'll see how that goes. Just, uh, you know, maybe say a little Ave Maria to... Uh, William his physique and his body that it holds up throughout this.
1: Yeah, and and no yellow cards. Yes, that
0: yeah, too, yeah, yeah. Get, uh, just get just get one, and, just get one
1: right in there. group, just get one in group play. Then let that get, let that go, and then just pick up one in knockouts. Just oh, yeah. you know, be available for the final. I guess is what we want, right?
0: And make sure it's a good one too. You know, like <laughs> yeah, earn just, it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> leave leave a mark.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know the the center the center of the field is is where uh, I I talked about earlier in the episode the center of the field is where I have um, the most um, the most concern and it, and it's not a, a huge concern but it is concern where I, for me if we had a guy like Hubenevs who could be the the cover for William Kvale if he got injured if he picks up any any kind of a, a yellow card trouble the fact that we don't have that troubles me simply because I think that Bernard Silva is best for us, playing that, uh, playing in the in the middle uh, of uh, of that center midfield, playing that attacking midfield with having a guy like uh, William Carvalho covering him. Um, that allows uh, guys like Ricardo Quaresma and Joao Mario to play the wings. Um, I think with Adrian Silva, and it's it's no fault of his own. He was out six months. He didn't play well at Leicester when given the opportunity because he was out for the six months, and. Because of the inexperience uh, that we possibly may have at the center backs with uh, with Hubin playing with Pep, it's a, it's a it's a very quick learning curve for that young man. And I would I understand Fonsun's thought process by having Adrian Silva helping with William Kvadz because that way the center of the defense or the center of the midfield is not his alone to roam. But we, in my opinion, we lose some uh, some of our attacking ability. But, as I, and as I mentioned earlier in the podcast, well, Fernand Sunch loves to grind out victories and loves to grind out results, and having a guy like Adrian Silva with William in the middle there um, can help you get that, especially with the with, with the inexperienced combo, um, playing with one another like Pep and, and Huben Diaz.
0: Yeah, uh, Fernand Sanch likes to grind that out. He also likes to smoke and chain smoke and smoke until he basically can't no more. I can tell you that from from what I, I've heard in the past, uh, similar to his coaching style. We can complain all we want to, and then he left us all just kind of boca at this last Euro, because who would have thought that we would, you know, not play the best soccer, but win, which is the most important thing. You know, we've always been known for playing this beautiful style of soccer and uh, never had any results. But no, I think yeah, he's relying heavily on that engine that that kind of worked the last three four years at um, you know that kind of embarrassing the, my heart and soul sporting, which has kind of left me. Uh, it's in okay, the dumps man. For the last co- couple couple weeks. It's okay. Yeah, we're we're here so for you, man. I had, to, I had to catch myself, almost cried <laughs> there. Um, but he's relying, and that's that's the it was the engine of sporting, and it's the engine of this team. Um, like I said, we we just Nossa Senhora que jajude, because uh, if one of those guys go down, it's going to get kind of funky there. The only thing I can think of is if he throws maybe Pep or, or a in there. If William goes down, I really don't know. It's going to be it'll be interesting. One thing I, I kind of notice, and I know you mentioned João Mario as, as a winger, a lot of these guys are kind of, Portugal will kind of clog that middle and they kind of float off to the side like João Mario. Um, but for the most part, these are nasty. Naturally, central midfielders, and you have you have your wingers in your in your Bernard Silva and your Gedge, and Gedge play up top too. But if they kind of just you know kind of float around a little bit, find the ball, and that allows these other two guys to kind of you know roam forward into these counters, which hopefully will be nice if you can you know let the horses run. And Bernard Silva, and who knows how many minutes Gedge will will play, and you know hopefully we get those twenty minutes of just pure. uh, wizardry out of uh out of our our three fellow master we'll see again but we'll, we'll see how that goes see i, I uh, think
1: i think we need to f- somehow i and again he's 34 years old uh, is it is it crazy to think he's 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 playing his best soccer now
0: i don't know I, i've noticed his his kind of his haircuts have kind of toned down a little bit right so so maybe it's, he's kind of figuring out a way to package it all together <laughs> we'll, we'll see
1: we're uh, we're joined by Jimmy Ange on episode two of this Les Song podcast. Uh, I am uh, I am your host Danny Pinto. Two uh, two against uh, Tunisia on uh, on Monday. Um, obviously the second half with with six substitutions. Uh, not a lot of uh, not a lot to not a lot to take from that. But uh, what did you what did you think of the game overall?
0: Well, I'll be really honest. I was running around at a uh, family barbecue trying to make sure my two and a half year old one wouldn't jump into the pool and wouldn't demolish the inside of the house but I, I actually saw the bulk of it today um, just prior to this actually um, I, think I' like it's your for yeah yeah um, <laughs> I think it's just your typical first you know first prep game for the coach to kind of see where his guys are at um, we saw a great first 20 30 minutes and then two zero up things kind of get funky some some mistakes obviously the, the chemistry wasn't there in the back which led up to a lot of that and from that point forward it just kind of got sloppy. But what you see in this game and what and what you see in qualifying with a lot of these teams with three four weeks of preparation, who knows? You know that's when you really see what a coach can do. Um, but I did. You can see which players are informed. Joel Mario, the best thing he ever did was, you know, get away from that pasta in Italy and, and work his way on over to England because he looked a lot more comfortable with the ball at his feet and taking people on and finding slots. So I don't know. We'll, we'll see how this all pans out. But as of now, it seems like. Uh, what we saw starting the game might be very similar to what what we will be going forward with.
1: Was there anybody um, any performance that you that you were looking forward to uh, that kind of lived? And I, get, I know it's a it's a friendly, so there's not a lot you can take from it. But as, we're so close to the tournament starting uh, on June June 15th. Was uh, was there anybody's performance that you thought you know what this guy solidified his spot, or you know this guy may or may not be ready to go uh, against Spain?
0: Yeah, I thought Ruben Díaz looked just fine, you know. Again, the chemistry is not there yet, but he's going to give them three weeks to practice together, um, and he'll figure out, if it doesn't work out with Beth, he'll figure out a pairing there. Um, And it's nice to see Bernard Silva going forward, because you know he'll be finding slots for either an oncoming midfielder or Ronaldo to to get in there. Um, And can right now can blow by a lot of these guys. So with those guys there, it's going to get interesting.
1: With the game uh, coming up on Saturday against Belgium in Belgium uh, and based off of um, what we saw against Tunisia, and maybe there's really nothing to base what you want to see in the Belgium game off of the Tunisia game, but what is it that you would like to see uh, the uh accomplish or or, or get going um, in the game against Belgium?
0: I'd really like to see that chemistry in the back. Um, I, think, I think that chemistry in the back right now is the biggest thing. Going forward, we're going to find goals. Um, and at the same time, just from a strategic standpoint, I probably wouldn't reveal too much against Belgium. I'd get a chance to cycle in the, the, this other half of guys who didn't start um, and let, you know, your two or three weeks behind closed doors do, do more damage than what this one game. Uh, throwing out just about every, all your cards out there because, you know, all it takes is one one bad result or one funky game or someone will lose their head out there. For people to get nervous so all these games just cycle guys in, see what you have what you don't in certain situations and fool the rest of the world like we did uh, at the euros which is kind of opposite of what we all thought going in and our mentalities for the last shoot 12 14 years so yeah I just take it easy for this game and in your last game you can give everyone 45 minutes going 100 percent of what you what you want to see but for uh, for this Belgium game, you know, let Belgium feel good about themselves because again, they they continue to think. Well, FIFA also continues to think they were one of the best teams in the world, and they <laughs> haven't won squat. So I still don't understand that ranking.
1: Well, you know, that's that's not for us to decide on on this show. Yeah, yeah.
0: I, I can apologize to all our our Belgian friends. The, yeah, you know, I don't I don't think we've hit Belgium bad. yet, Sorry. but yeah,
1: I don't think we've hit Belgium okay. yet. But if we do, and if this is the episode they hear, I'm gonna have to talk to you, man.
0: No, worry. just don't give him my address. No, of course right? not. Uh, and don't come to the hall if you're Belgian, <laughs> don't go to the hall. I, I you know, it doesn't exist.
1: Make a left on 183rd and I think you'll find him. Um, <laughs> there you go. We're right ne-
0: right next to the Indian stores down this down the way. Beautiful. Beautiful.
1: Uh, a couple of things uh before we uh, we let you go man and I appreciate your time. Um you know, you were talking about 2016 uh in the last uh in your last comments. And I asked I asked Michael this uh, last week and I've actually talked to a, a few people few of my buddies and stuff as we approach the world cup has the high of 2016 dissipated for you as a as a fan of the lesson
0: wow Uh, i wish i wish the podcast can see my face right now because i just brought back memories um i had always said that you know if if portugal ever won a big one that i would just be a complete mess um and that day i I kind of prefaced my wife too i'm like look if, if they win just leave me alone. You know, don't expect me home at any time soon. And it, we were obviously in our teacher for the, the final, and it was just madness. Um, couldn't enjoy the game, watch every minute of it. Couldn't enjoy it at all, and then just cried like a baby. Uh, it was just, it was euphoric. It, it was crazy, man. You had four or five hundred people at our club. They opened up the big hall, and it just we had flares going inside there, smoke <laughs> everywhere. The bar area is completely flooded with beer on the floor. Everyone was nice to each other. No parties, no nothing. Uh, We marched down to people's houses. And I'll never forget with my wife, you know, a couple hours later, we're all feeling pretty good. She's like, hey, uh, you know, we're going to get going. I'm like, all right, knock yourself out, head on home. (laughs) And all of our buddies (laughs) ended up sticking around and continued to cry and hug each other and kiss complete strangers. It was, quite honestly, one of the best days of my life, Uh, of course. My my wedding day and the day my kids were born, right? You can't leave those out. You don't have to say Uh, that on
1: this podcast, though.
0: I just gotta make sure my wife doesn't listen to this podcast, <laughs> right? Um, that could be awkward while we're driving around. Sure, absolutely. To it, yeah. yeah. Maybe you can cut that part out. How's that, day
1: You know what I'll do uh, is I will I will send it to you so you can make it a ringtone so that every any time any you know you get a, uh, any kind of call or if she calls, like the best day of my life was when I got married and then boom, that's it. Boom! Yeah, all
0: right, there we go. <laughs> Perfect, man. This is the gift that keeps on giving. Absolutely. No, uh, quite honestly, and I said this a while back, and I, and I think it's it's pretty dead on if you ask anyone else it kind of validated me and all portuguese americans throughout or or luso uh luso canadians or wherever you may be because our whole lives we were just these portuguese kids that played soccer and i'm surrounded in in an area where you know the affluent american or white kids as we like to say are the ones that kind of had a lot of doors open to them Um, and then you had your hispanics who around here culturally are referred to as the better soccer players and you know, I, I did my part in soccer, and I thought I did all right. Um, and seeing Portugal have the success that they did, even though you get a couple of watch like little Lexi Wallace out there, mad you know, just hating. <laughs> um, it was it, it just kind of validated who we are in all my childhood and, and my kids going forward. To be quite honest, it just it just kind of came full circle, and and still makes me cry to this day. But uh, well, these are just dry tears, but, but yeah. No, yeah, no, it was
1: the best man the best yeah i uh i uh, my experience was similar to yours uh i wasn't at the hall but um at my at my in-laws house my folks and my sister were were joined us and uh, we were about 20 25 deep and and uh and my my uh my oldest son uh has yet to see portugal uh Lose a international tournament or an international tournament, Damn, so look at that. So I mean, I don't. That's pretty. I mean, yeah, I mean, we bring some stats to the to the on podcast, yeah, but to the bank. <laughs> so I don't want to say it's a guarantee because now there is a second child, um, but uh, I, we will do our best to not screw this up for uh, for for all you fans out there. But yeah, it was just a. Uh, a euphoric day as soon as the whistle blew i got down on my knees i started crying and some of my uh some of my wife's family <laughs> were like is, is danny okay <laughs> and my wife says that she goes yeah, yeah yeah he's 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 just very very happy right now so uh, i i know the feeling i know the feeling so um hey, hey
0: i got yeah. a good question for you danny yeah, you don't but, mind? yeah i'm trying to figure out if i'm the only one that thinks this way um going into the world's right now, i, I kind of don't i don't really have any expectations. It's weird. I'm kind of not sure if just because we've already won that one trophy tour, I'm like, all right, this is pretty cool, or just going by how they did this last tournament where I was kind of just, you know, sitting back and they won that I kind of just want to approach it the same way. I'm really not expecting anything. I'm not saying they're going to do horribly or, you know, win it all. But I just kind of just, you know, I look at how none Sunch kind of played it. and You know, just don't lose many games and you're going to be all right. Going with the whole Italy model here. Um, I'm just kind of like, all right, let's just see how it goes. Is that how how you're sitting on this?
1: You know, I don't know if it's if it's exactly like that, but I do have a sense of I don't have any sense of pressure. Yeah. Of 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 wanting it of wanting them to win so badly as I've as I've had uh, previous uh, previously up until 2016, but I do think that there is an expectation now um, to perform uh, to perform well uh, in, in in terms of getting deep into the tournament. Um, I I mean the 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 04 the 04 that went to the final uh I think that was uh, uh obviously that was obviously a great run obviously not the result we yeah. wanted but I think that that yeah, built we thought, us
0: We thought we had that one in the bag
1: a little bit and then Greece said not so fast and and yeah, that, that, that's and, probably and, one that hurt the most Yeah that, I mean as as much as as much as 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 2016 was great 20, uh, 20 uh, 2004 still is a, is a big big uh Nonoy as my as my oldest likes to say <laughs> in the in the heart but I think that 20 that 2004 team prepared us for that 2006 World Cup team which to me up until this current team I think is the best Portugal team uh, in the last 20 years or so with this 2018 being being just as good in my opinion in terms just in terms of talent the thing that Fnon Sanch adds is that chemistry, Ah, uh, bringing a majority of the guys back from twenty sixteen. And I think it is an expectation uh, without pressure, if that makes any sense whatsoever to to have these guys uh, get out of the group with Spain or whoever it is, as long as as long as they get out of the group. And then depending on how the the bracket uh, the bracket falls uh, in the knockout round, see how far this thing can uh, can go. I, I think uh, on the surface, I think anything less than a a quarterfinal appearance would yeah. be disappointing. Yeah. Um, Gotta get to eight. Yep. but, um, but I'm kind of with you. I mean, I, there's just, there just doesn't seem to be, and I think this is in a good way. It's not a bad way. There's there, the, the urgency to perform and win, uh, uh, something that they have not is now off. Now, obviously the world cup is much bigger than the Euro, but the Euro to me is tougher simply because the quality of, uh, the quality of the tournament is, uh, is greater in my opinion. Um, yeah,
0: I think as long as we're 20 minutes into this competition and Beth doesn't do anything stupid and get the red card, we're going to be all right. We know, have to
1: avoid forward. Germany at all costs.
0: Yeah, yeah <laughs> you don't
1: remind me. So so the quarterfinal, quarterfinals is definitely, I think, what you and I would agree is the is the, probably the benchmark for, for this team.
0: Yeah, and I think from there you just kind of see how, how we pair up, who we match up with, and then just go at it. So that, that'll be interesting.
1: All right, but before uh, last thing before I let you go, man, and again, I really really appreciate your time. Um, you're down in LA. Um, you have have had soccer in the MLS ever since its inception back in what ninety five ninety six. Um, there yes. have been there have been two teams in LA before, uh, but I don't think people well, count. Not really. We'll, we'll,
0: well, we'll just leave it at like one and a quarter. I yeah. You what know, I was, no, what I was US about US to say USA, is like you know it, that doesn't
1: count. Chivas USA is I think a blip in the, on the on the radar for not only LA but the but the league in general.
0: But yeah. That may have been one of the stupidest things, (laughs) not including the shootout or a team called the Wiz.
1: Well, hey, come on! You just you know you gotta you gotta shoot them darts and see what lands, all right? Uh, But (laughs) but I had a buddy
0: mine that was his mentality, and uh, it didn't go so well for him.
1: (laughs) But uh, but with this with this season that uh, that opened up, uh, not only uh, are we back with two teams in LA, but um, LAFC is uh, is like the you know, the, the, the hot, the hot new girl on, uh, on campus and, uh, you, my friend, uh, you're all in on her, aren't you?
0: Yeah. Um, I'm all in, but you know, you gotta do your, your research, make sure there's no diseases or nothing like that. Oh
1: no, my gotta, goodness. Uh,
0: this is, I'm sorry. I thought I was, I didn't realize this was a PG 13. Oh no, it's podcast, not. It's just, you know, bad. I just
1: didn't think you were going oh, there so oh. quickly.
0: Oh no. I, you know, I like to take my time usually, um, <laughs> this is going the wrong way uh um,
1: reel it in reel no, it in
0: it's, yeah yeah my bad I'll, I'll be really honest for all these years i actually went with a great friend of mine eric vieira we uh we actually went to the first galaxy game ever and you know i was into it big time soccer fan um and i liked it i enjoyed it and i follow the galaxy and yeah i want i still this day i still well i shouldn't say i want them to do well anymore i kind of want to see the whole slot done thing just explode um but uh, I, I followed soccer, and I, I obviously wanted the Galaxy to do well, especially back then. Uh, but I wasn't completely sold. To me, it was more like you know this the soccer moms in the vans dropping off their kids to go watch soccer, um, not real, not a real soccer club and environment where the whole town gets behind them. Um, and then a couple of years back, my wife and I were in Seattle. We caught a game while we were out there, and I, I just noticed a completely different spin on how soccer. Um, is, and I have been to games in Portugal and whatnot, and and seeing that, I'm like, man, maybe there is, so maybe we can kind of turn this around a little bit, and when they announced that a couple years ago, within the first couple hours, I had my deposit down for two tickets, and I've been all in ever since, Um, and just the way they've kind of modeled it where it's got the more of the european feel to it not just a you know go out and grab some some peanuts and watch a game type of thing it's you get behind your club and you're sitting there you're singing you're dancing you're screaming you're you know you're getting together with your community before the game you're marching in stadium is obviously beautiful it's in in la where you know public transit the kind of city just all meets um and to top it all off you know it's got a little bit of our own um influence in there with uh Martin from Montreal, one of our uh, luso Canadians, uh, helping coach. He actually spent some time in San Francisco. I'm not sure if you remember that. Yeah. Um, and then the number one overall draft pick, who actually has reached reached out to our community already, Jean Moutin, which I still don't understand why they gave him that name. You know, I'm sure he's got four other middle names he could use. Well, it, well, his parents uh,
1: gave him that name. You want to? You may want to talk to them about it.
0: Yeah, we you know you can cross one of those out as you're applying for your your student visa. You can or, cross or go, six of them go, out. Yeah, yeah, or flip a coin or, or do something. <laughs> Maybe throw a Z instead of an S to kind of change it up. You know, we all know how Lorenzo turned into Lawrence and whatnot. Of in course, the U.S. Of course, yeah. Um, and now Andre Orta, who that one kind of surprised me a little bit. I'm not sure if that agreement was reached before he had the second half of the season he had in Portugal, but I'll take it. Um, it's it's looking pretty good. You know, we're it's a long season, but I finally have something to go watch and, and to take my daughter and. and hopefully soon once he can kind of handle it my son along to a game is is pretty cool and especially now since to the rest of the u.s and the world we're portuguese and we're kind of good at soccer i'll take it
1: we're portuguese and we're kind of good at soccer i couldn't think of a better way to end to end this interview man uh thank you so much jimmy um honestly but we've been friends for a long time and uh really respect your opinion on uh on the game and uh, the the Slesawe and, and all the all the stuff that happens in the in, in club soccer and, uh, in Portugal and really appreciate the time you made for us today and uh, and uh, hopefully I can get you uh, get you back on either uh, before or during uh, the World Cup and hopefully we have uh, a huge celebration in the middle of July with the uh, with the Slesawe uh, holding up that trophy
0: There you are Hey I'll tell you what Portugal makes it to the final you're coming down here take your kids to Disneyland and we're watching the game at the hall. And uh, hopefully we come home crying.
1: How's that? I'm in. I want to cry. I want to cry with you, Jimmy.
0: Ah,
1: boy. CX flash. <laughs> <A> CX flash. Meu amigo, e force. Okay. Thank you, Mister. Don't forget at mis, at
0: DPP. Don't forget that. Oh, yeah, Jimmy, you know, what's I your what's
1: it. what's your Twitter handle, man?
0: Uh, it's super complicated. At Jimmy Eng. I know Jimmy's very Portuguese. I know. <laughs> I, know I know. I know. And but, that's uh, and that's
1: E N E S. Is that correct?
0: That's correct. Look yep. at that.
1: J a j a no j a. No as Jaime as, as Jimmy. Yeah. J i m m y e n e s at Twitter uh, or on Twitter, uh, also Instagram, and then again, just make a left on one eighty third in uh, in Artesia, and you'll uh, you'll catch him. As I yeah, hear look
0: for a huge building in between a residential area. You know, <laughs> thank you, thank you, Mister City Planner.
1: <laughs> All right, buddy. Take care, man, and thanks right. again for coming on. That's a good man right there, Jimmy Eng. Thank you again, buddy, so much for uh, coming on episode two. Uh, follow him on Twitter, man. Follow him on uh, on Instagram uh, at Jimmy Eng. J I M M Y E N E S. That is going to do it for episode two. My thanks for all of you for uh, for listening to uh, to this second episode as uh, as we try to grow this uh, this podcast uh, more and more and more. Uh, we've had a great response as I mentioned earlier in the. Uh, in the episode, um, feedback and, and downloads uh, from uh, from Mexico and Canada and uh, back east uh, in in Boston and Rhode Island and uh, and all the way out uh, all the way across the pond in England. Um, uh, the show has grown uh, very quickly. Um, but we want to keep it growing, growing, and growing some more. So uh, my, my thanks to all of you for listening, for downloading, for following us on Twitter, for following uh, us on uh, on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, yeah, facebook.com slash Pod. If you're not doing so already, like that page. You can give us a follow as well on both uh, Twitter and Instagram at Pod. That's uh, S-E-L-E-C-A-O-P-O-D. And you can email us, uh, email the show at, uh, at Pod at gmail.com you can of course uh download and uh, listen to us uh we're available on itunes podcasts.com play a pod and that's an app that you can use for both ios and android you can listen to us on overcast and on Castbox. um on podcast.com uh there's a comment section Uh, we had some comments there uh left for us on the on the first uh on the first episode we greatly appreciate that you can leave us feedback anywhere man but uh, but the best thing for for you to do and to help grow this show is uh, just uh, just spread the word spread the word uh let your friends know uh if if they're not listening to us uh listening to us yet you know give us uh, give them the links uh, to these first two episodes give them the links uh to the pages and the and the and the accounts uh, on social media and uh, let's just uh Go on this wonderful, wonderful journey with this uh, this beautiful team, and uh, and see how far we can go uh, this year and beyond. So again, my thanks to uh, to Jimmy Ench for uh, for joining us on uh, on the Les Podcast uh, for episode two. Uh, we'll be back early next week, either uh, Monday or Tuesday, with a review of the Belgium game and a preview of Algeria. So uh, again, thank you all. Muito obrigado and força Portugal.